New Line Podcast has returned. It's so great to be back with my University of Kentucky sucks, except for their soccer team. I like them. So, UK soccer. You're one of the like 300 soccer fans in the United States. That's right. That's right, man. That's like so when Marshall did, University how, how won the national this? championship and no one gave a crap. How did you get into soccer, Keith? Well, let me tell you, son. Back on the Sega Genesis, I was playing a soccer video game, son. And then I wanted to go and play soccer myself. But we didn't have no soccer teams in Logan. That's how you blew out your knee, right? Now you're oh, you're locked into that voice. Actually, that is actually how Jason time. Workman Jason Workman did blow out his knee playing soccer. I could never like see Jason Workman playing soccer. Ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude. We used to play. On, yeah, we used to play a lot, man. We used to play uh, like every Saturday or Sunday on the island. We would get like 25, 30 people out every weekend to play. See, I think that sounds awful. Dude, it was fun. It was soccer fun. is all running. And you know what? Well, that was the issue is that we would have to split up the young guys and put them on different teams. Otherwise, they would kill us. Because if you we would. played like the older guys against the younger guys, they would just run us to death. We couldn't, we couldn't play with them. So you, it wasn't, of, it wasn't like your uh, basketball pickup game skills. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm only like half court basketball now that I'm overweight. So can't run. At, what, at what age did you have to like switch? So we're only playing half court though. Uh, after, after, uh, after my back surgery, 2013, I, I couldn't run anymore after that. Really like really earlier than that, when I hurt my back, I didn't have surgery till later that year, but yeah. Um, so it's been a while since our last podcast. It's been a while since anybody's heard from us. What's been up? Then, man, we've been having too many events. I hadn't had time to do a podcast. We had four nights of fights in nine weeks. And it killed me. It killed this old man. Well, first we had NLC eight and Hearts, our return to Hearts. Well, we had, I mean, we had a new line boxing in Huntington. And then how many weeks was it? Uh, five or six weeks after, five, six weeks after we had NLC eight. And then three weeks later, we had the Baileysville Brawl, which was a two night show. And there's a, a mere whole lot of fortnight after yeah oh it felt like a day it felt like it was like the next day because there was just so much crap going on and stuff going wrong stuff going right i decided too to stop training i was like i'll take a little break after nlc8 and then get called out a few weeks before yeah a few days before the fight you know like yeah i'll do it might (laughs) as well fight why not what could go wrong well you were considering fighting um um tyler penis or penix and um then i guess he couldn't make his mind up and then we had jahan reach out like hey i want to fight but i can only fight friday because yeah he had something going on saturday so speaking of jahan like he's way tougher than i expected yeah he's a tough cat Dude, I don't jahan's been juicing man you know that he's not something's going on something's up Here's what I didn't understand. So back in on January 29th, Jahan was going to fight in Huntington. He weighed in at 213 pounds. And then on uh, April 1st, he weighed in 252 pounds. I Jahan, didn't tell what, you that Jahan, I said what have you been eating, man? 
I didn't tell you that I set him up with my nutritionist. <laughs> He's been on the Elijah Thacker diet plan. The 36 pack of Mountain Dew. You remember the, the Mountain Dew challenge? <laughs> I didn't get a single <laughs> Mountain Dew either. We should Speak. recap that too. Okay. So we're at uh, NLC 8. I think it was Thursday. It was a Thursday we were setting up the cage. Wasn't um, I missed the Mountain Dew challenge. So we're setting the cage up um, that Thursday morning. Jeremy Tony's there with us. Um, and every time I, and he shows up with two big old, like two liters of Mountain Dew and he's, he chugs them. And then I see him over there popping a mountain, can of Mountain Dew up. And I didn't think, I was like, man, this boy thirsty. And then, uh, then it's like every couple minutes, then I go hit him up, dude. He's already drank. Uh, it was a 36 pack. And then, you know, you got like the, you know the bottom layer of 18, of? the top layer of 18. Dude, he had already gone through most of them. Do you know what it like reminds he was, me of? What's that? Forrest Gump when he's like, it was all the all the Dr. Pepper I could drink. No, 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 no. I got I got one better than that that tops everything. <laughs> the first New Line Championship Boxing. I'm thirsty. I left my wallet in the car. Anybody oh, knows God. over there in Huntington, okay? Like it was horrible parking so i parked like four blocks down i was not going out to the car to get a wallet so i was like i'm gonna give me something to drink i walked up to the concession and i'm like yeah, can i get a dr this. pepper and they was like i was like yeah it'd be a dollar and i was like oh no it's for keith and they was like who and i was like you know the promoter he's like you still gotta pay for it and i was like i was like it, it, it's for keith man i said it ain't for me he just, I'm just a runaround guy, you know? And they was like, well, here, we'll try to find him. Does he need pop? And I said, well, yeah, dude, we're like about ready to go to Elijah's spot. The first five of the night, they bring like a whole 24 pack of Dr. Pepper and slam it down. No, didn't they, they build me for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, no, they said they bring it to Keith and say, here's that, here's that pop. If you wanted and, and Oh yeah. I, I was like, what? I, I couldn't, they I really brought me did. A, a cup of ice and a can of, uh, a can of uh, Dr. Pepper, and I was like, I didn't order any drinks. <laughs> it was like, that's somebody said, and then, it's up. yeah, I went to go get some food later that night, and uh, they told me, um, like how much I owed them. I was like, for what? This is the first thing I've had. And they said, well, we've had a, and it wasn't just you, they said a few people came over. Uh, one of the security guys did too, uh, because they said, they said, one of your, one of your, some guy was coming to get this for you and then a security came over and got something for you i'm like i this is the first drink i've had all night i don't know i don't know what's going on listen i don't deserve a paycheck for like for like <laughs> two events dude i racked up at pop bill man yeah well, i was thinking you're Jeremy. paying all that money to be you know to set up an event surely god you can get a dr pepper well i didn't know they was going to like nah. send out a whole case of pop yeah. for you or something dr like pepper was not included in the bill <laughs> all right so um so back to jeremy I i'm like jeremy what's going on man he says you've never heard of the mountain dew challenge no <laughs> no i have not <laughs> not heard of it he says you have to he said you have to drink a whole pack of mountain dew like at one time so he's trying and i was like are you sure he's like yeah a whole case i was like what like like maybe a 12 pack dude he's trying to down the whole 36 pack from sam's and he probably <laughs> took down he took at least 20 22 cans and or it might have been friday no, that was a fight day Jeremy I don't even Tony drinks he wound up like yeah. andre the giant drinks beer but he wound up in the hospital do you remember that 
Did he really? You were, oh, you, oh my god! He, he, he did. got a kidney stone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to sue me because he drank all my Mountain Dew. Oh my god, poor Jeremy! <laughs> he got a kidney stone. Good God! Listen, I, okay, so we got three incidents now, right at three separate events, dude. It's we've a had rule. incidents. No more beverages incidents. at these events that you bring on your own. Okay, like. Well, the one I'm not going to throw out any but... names, but one of my one of our commentators, one event was absolutely hammered, and I got a warning. And now for that. you got two commentators sitting here. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't one of us. I'm not saying who it was. Um, we, dude, we've had a lot of stuff happen. The Jason Carroll fight almost didn't happen. Uh, Let's just not, say not it, because it's of the, the weight. commentator that you're not going to see anymore. <laughs> like well, you may see you may see him again you never know um we got we've had a maybe lot of just not alcohol years. ringside you know um let's see yeah so the jason carroll thing other than the the weight issue um man it was it was a rough rough weekend for that guy he got his girlfriend left him in chapmanville like he's a ba- just abandoned him and uh he come. He came from uh, what Shawnee, Ohio, and oh my god! Yeah, get, like, yeah dude, that I was get crazy. a call. I get a call. Say I, I was on. My, I was getting ready to leave to get you guys and pick up the U-Haul. And I get a call that he's been abandoned in Chapmanville, West Virginia. Luckily, I was at Chapmanville, West Virginia at the time. I was like, all right, man, I'll come get you. He's just laying in the booth at Burger King in Chapmanville. Pick him up. Get him an Uber. I picked him up. Brought him to Logan. Got him an Uber from there to Baileysville or no to. Uh, justice to the hotel and i had to get him a hotel room and um because he already had another room but it was in his it was in the girlfriend's name oh god the room was already paid for but he couldn't get in it yeah so i had to get him another room and then uh yeah then we had to get him you know then after the you know get right give him a ride for a few days and feed him because he didn't have a dollar on him and then cover uh (sighs) had to get him a ride home after. So he had to pay people to drive him back to Ohio because his girlfriend just abandoned him here in West Virginia. Dude, you know, after like that fight, you know, we're all cleaning up and stuff. He's one of the last ones to leave. And I was like, Hey, you know, you fought a good fight, whatever. And he was like, I got a pair of boxing shoes. I've wore one time. I'll give them to you right now. If you want them. And I said, man, I don't need no boxing shoes. I said, I got some. He was like, he was like, I serious man. They're they're nice shoes. I'm done boxing. I'm not boxing anymore. You can have them. I said no. Well, somebody else ended up taking them. I found out they was like 150 dollar Adidas, you know, some kind of boxing shoes. Wow. I said I should have snagged them things up. I said give them to someone that needs them, man. And then when I, I saw them, <clears throat> I think he's regretting that now because he's back in the game. But he came up to me. He came up to me and tried to give me all his stuff. That was one of the saddest moments of the night, man. Honestly, he took that bad loss. And that's one thing I learned, too, like just the emotions after a fight. I learned you can't trust yourself after a fight. You need to wait a day or two before you decide to do anything. Like, don't make any life decisions right after a fight. That's my finance a car. uh, Fight a boxing match. Don't Don't get married. Don't get engaged. Don't finance any cars. Don't take any loans out. Don't do any of that on fight day, right? <laughs> yeah. like Don't I mean, get married post the, fight. the day you lost a fight. 
Just take it, take a chill pill. Take it easy. Take a chill pill. Relax. Take a couple of days to recoup. You know. Because they're like, I felt the same way. Like, dude, I was like, I never want to fight again. This was awful. <laughs> like, but did you, you remember me telling you that though? And then I stopped because I seen you was really upset. But uh, just knowing you though, it it it, just, it was just funny to me because you was like, I swear to God, I'm never fighting again. I was like, okay, yep, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes in a week when someone calls <laughs> you out. And he was like, no, Austin. I'm serious. I'm never fighting again. And I was like, all right, Matt Workman, I hear you. And I'll walk off. And then somebody else says something to him. I don't know the dude's name. I don't know what you can explain it, Elijah. I don't know what happened. Somebody else walked up to you and said something like, I bet you keep your hands up. And then Elijah said something to him. And next time I know five minutes later, Elijah's like, man, I'm truly sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, God, I dodged a bullet. Well, I had a guy come up to me. At, you know, at, like I say, it's an emotional time after a fight. And uh, especially I took my first loss ever, which was a very close fight. And I'm really proud of it And after I watched it. But that night I'd not seen it. I didn't know. I was like, was it, I was asking people, I was like, was it, was it embarrassing? Was it awful? <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, that, that one dude, uh, Cameron, poor guy. He's a great dude. He was our ring announcer that he, night. He's cool, man. He's a good guy. He, he just he struck, came, he like, just struck the wrong nerve. <laughs> He was going, uh, he said, I forget what I said to him. He said, hey, should have kept your hands up. Yeah. And you, you asked him what he thought of your fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have kept, well, kept, kept your hands up. <laughs> and I kind of went off on him. And I feel really bad. I don't know what was said. I just remember five minutes later, I'm sitting there helping Keith. I'm like sweeping up trash. And Elijah comes out of nowhere like a dead man. I like know Elijah's what I said. I was like, I said, I know. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah like walks off for like a good 15 minutes or something like that. No one hears from him. He just randomly walks back in like a new person and goes, Hey man, it's me. I, I didn't. Don't I take it, man. Was. Don't take I know it. Where he was <laughs> I was like, yeah, Keith, yeah, you wanna you wanna you wanna <laughs> tell him where I was. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there puking his guts out, man. Like this that was after <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. Like, I held it together, commentate. I commentated yeah. that whole card. It wasn't until after that the adrenaline dump came, and I was I felt bad. It's terrible. Like you all were cleaning up, I was supposed to come help clean up, and I walked up to you. I was like, "Man, I'm not feeling so good." <laughs> and of course, you being so sweet, like you always are, you were like, "I'm not feeling so good either." <laughs> <laughs> Who was that, Austin? You. Oh me. Oh yeah, I didn't feel. I didn't feel good. I don't think you understood the extent to what I was. I was like, no, yeah, I didn't I'm feel as really bad as you. No, like, yeah, <laughs> not like I'm just not feeling then, good about the day. Five minutes like, after that conversation, Keith finds me in the bathroom dying. <laughs> I heard him from the gym. I was in the gym. He was like, you go through the lobby where the kitchen was, and then the restrooms are out there. <laughs> I, could, I could hear, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I start walking out there, and it's coming from the bathroom. I open the door. There's Elijah in there, man. Vargas came in first. Vargas heard Did me he? first. And he's like, "Yeah, I thought he went and got you." Like, "Yeah, Elijah might be dying in there." <laughs> he may but, have. Uh, I, I don't know, but I, I heard you from the gym, dude. That was a rough time. That was like one of the most memorable moments of my life, though. That conversation with you, I'm serious. Like, that was a deep moment, like an emotional moment, like one of those moments where like it was such a hard fight and it was so emotionally draining and physically draining and exhausting 
I really did. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't know. Like, I told you that. Like, I, we had a really raw conversation there where I was like, I don't know if I like fighting. Like mentally, it's tough on me because of all the shit that I go through. It makes it it's it makes it a totally different animal. I felt yeah. more bad for you when you came knocking on my door the next morning and said, "Man, I ain't got shampoo," and we had to dump shampoo in a in a Walmart <laughs> bag to give it in to a, you in a Walmart bag. Wait, is that after? Is that before or after you pulled a gun on me? Yeah, I did. I pulled a gun on Keith because all I I'm I'm in my underwear. I'm dead asleep, and all here is bye 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 bye. And I like open the door. I'm in my underwear, half asleep. I'm like, and he's like, "Good God, you just pulled a gun on me, Austin!" That I felt bad. I was like, "Oh God." I was, I was what hiding if, in. Um, what I was if hiding you in the shot room. Keith that day? That would have been nuts. Well, I guess we, me, if you would had a good segment to talk about on the podcast, then it <laughs> Keith, rest in peace, Keith. No. <laughs> yeah. So Is we're that... taking over New Line from now. I shot him. <laughs> Is that when? Uh... See Josh Bowling and I were with you in your room. <laughs> Weren't you right beside Austin? Yeah, that's when we, you, we had moved you to the new room. So I went. Yeah, and, I, was, I went and uh, I went outside Austin's door. And I started yelling, "Shine, Shine!" And then I started pounding on the door. So I just kept yelling at her, and I, it sounded like she said, "Go away!" <laughs> and uh, and uh, and I heard Austin like Austin said something, and then I just kept yelling, "Shine!" Banging on the door, and I heard some footsteps coming. So I ran back to your room. And then I kept peeking out when Austin was starting to look my way. I would, I would pop back to where the only thing sticking out was the, the edge of my hat. So you could see the hat. And I was talking in the, the old man voice. I was going, what? <laughs> well, I don't even know what I said. Uh, that would have been wild. If what I in the hell? That would have been wild if I would have went, oh, old West and shot the tip of your hat right off your head. And then I found out that Austin's sitting there sleeping with his gun on the bedside table like he's some <laughs> kind of uh, hit man. Yeah, you don't Did know you about say, people. You said there was a meth head that parked his truck right at your door the night before. Yes, when I when I uh, when I first checked into the room, this dude was uh, sitting in a different uh, parking space, and he watched me go into the room. Five minutes, I'm not in the room. He pulls up right to my door, and he's just sitting there, and they're just sitting in the car. And then they get out of the car, they're walking around looking suspicious and stuff, and I'm like. If this dude comes in here, it's going to be a bad day. Or if he gets a hold of me, it's going to be a bad day because you can't fight a crackhead, you know. So the next morning, you know, that's in my mind. There's no internet, no nothing. So it wasn't like it was planned like, hey, we'll see you in the morning or whatever. Internet goes out in the middle of Dagon Gilbert Creek. And all I hear at nine o'clock in the morning, bow, 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 bow. And I'm like, well, it's that crackhead out there in that 70 some model, the, uh, cavalier or whatever it is i'm like jesus here we go and i'm out in my underwear going all dad mode and stuff and then elijah comes over he's like yeah the internet went out but you know what the biggest shame is <laughs> i don't have any shampoo you got any shampoo <laughs> we have to drop to the the dollar store get shampoo and then we didn't think how's elijah going to use the shampoo because the hotel didn't have shampoo so i had to use the same shampoo he did i was like well i got this family dollar bag <laughs> Just dump him shampoo in the bag. Is that enough? He's like, yeah, to do. I exchanged. We exchanged. I took his hairspray. Let me, let me, let me go back to that impression you just did of me. I want to hear more of that. Yes. 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 Is that how I sound? Need some shampoo. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, shampoo. <laughs> I see. See, he, I asked him because we was at the Dollar Tree, and I was like, "Man, I need some hairspray." Because I didn't get a haircut, and it was just like, "Wow!" I said, I "Need some hairspray to do something." And he was like, "Well, I got hairspray," and I was like, "Well, I never thought you would have had hairspray." And he said, "So I'm, I'm giving out your secret, Elijah." He said, "You think I get my hair to look as perfect natural?" So, ladies and gentlemen, it's not natural when you see Elijah at the event. And he's got this like perfect hair. You go back and look at all the pictures from the Baileysville bra. He just looks so whatever. It's fake, fake. All I fake. just learned how sexy though Austin thinks my hair is. <laughs> so. Has good hair, man. I ain't gonna lie. It's just fake. I mean, it's you almost gotta stop talking about business. it in front of Keith. He gets jealous. It keeps like oh, yeah. hair. I'm no. over hair. I'm over it, man. It's all falling out of the top i just wish the sides would fall out that's too. what all bald people the, say. the only hair he's yeah. got is all the hair in bald butt cheeks. pretend that they love being bald but we all know the truth keith why are you wearing a hat keith why are you yeah why are you wearing a hat where are you wearing a hat? i got a horse i got a horseshoe right now i got the sides but nothing on the top are you ashamed of that yeah i was trying to cut it yesterday and um here he was trying to cover it up, and then we bring it's, it up. Like, hey. My clippers, my clippers are just like scratching me right now. They're not cutting; they're just like scratching and pulling. So my face bleeding. Sold out two yeah. nights at the Baileysville brawl, and the poor man can't go to the Dollar Tree and buy him some hair clippers, boys. We're gonna make a GoFundMe, hey, ladies and gentlemen. It's, okay, it's this on is my the, to-do list. This is the Keith No Razor or yeah Razor Foundation. <laughs> okay. If everybody just pitches in a dollar, we can get him a really nice raise. I can't. I can't buy. Yeah, a razor. Let, I gotta, if everybody's saving gets money a, for saving money for cage lights, be, the next event's going to be a telethon to get you hair plugs. <laughs> I'm saving but, money for uh for my uh cage lights. I can't go buy clippers right now. Nah, you know we'll, how they we'll, we'll get a fundraiser for ceremony. You know how they did the big award for Keith at uh, New Line Eight. Uh, do we want to talk about that? Because next time I'm gonna do an award for you, but there's no trophy. We're just gonna get you a toupee. The next We're all person that pitch gives in. me an award is getting. I'm gonna get him a six month uh, subscription if, to Bosley. What if I so present you, him you a with a toupee in a box? <clears throat> I bet you would cry, wouldn't you? You better not do that in front of a crowd. Like, <laughs> Keith would be going round two of there. I don't know. If you don't. Be- you can't give yourself an award at your own event. You can't do. You can't throw a party and give yourself a prize. Well, did you notice? Did you notice that but when they brought you when they brought you into that cage? Mm. I was like nowhere to be found. I was like, I got to get away from here. <laughs> I was. I was like, I might have to leave town. I'm sitting on the mic because Daniel leaves me, and he was like, "Yeah, we're going to present this." Like he, Daniel's hilarious. I swear, he has the mic right here, and he like covers it. He goes. Hey man, don't say it on live, but <laughs> Keith don't Keith don't know, but we're giving him an award to tell him how much we love him and appreciate him. And I'm like, okay. And then I, and I still Austin, remember me and hearing, Austin were like, I don't love Keith. <laughs> Dude, no, it was cool because it was like a bunch of my friends doing it, so that was special. But I hate getting recognition, at, you know, with my own company. I don't. We have to drag you. It was like a. Here. It was like a weird moment. Yeah, yeah. You guys ask me like every day. Let's do a podcast. Let's do that. This, that. I'm like you guys do it. So you know, I do it every now. I told you what I say once a week. Well, I'll get on here with you. Yeah. You know what they call Keith? Like around New Line, he's the glue that holds us all together. Yeah. 
What would we do without the glue, man? We can't do a podcast without you. But where's the glue come from? <laughs> Until next where, time on the New Line the Podcast. Where's the where does the sticky icky? Dude, I haven't heard from? anybody reference that movie in a long time. Which one? The one oh, that you uh, that you just quoted. Is it? Uh, I think it's it called? called Envy. Envy, yeah. With yeah, Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller, Jack, Jack Black. Black. Yeah, I remember that for some reason that that tagline is in my head. Like, <laughs> people want to know where does the shit go. I think about yeah. that a lot. I didn't think anybody else remembered that movie, dude. That's not that was like my brother's favorite movie. I like that's I all I remember that about the movie. movie. Yeah, you Elijah, I love you to death, but we try to have conversations about movies and songs and stuff. We just don't like. I don't know any. It's movies. just because I'm cultured. I don't like my favorite quote is I imagine Jesus on stage at a Leonard Skinner concert and I'm front row and I'm hammered. <laughs> That's the movies I like. Daladega Knots. You talk about like I these old Talladega. sci-fi I love, movies and stuff. I love Talladega Nights. Really though, I love movies. Like I the reason Put on I the glasses. Was, they were like my escape. Like all my life dealing with depression and anxiety, I'd like movies were the thing that would they'd take me away. Please tell me you you love they live, they live. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah. Have you seen that one, Austin? Nope, that's a badass idea, dude. Like Mm -hmm. this guy puts on these glasses and he starts seeing that there's like aliens everywhere controlling the world. Now, I think the only movies that there's like like a there's like a 15 minute fight scene of two guys just brawling in, a, in an alley. Now I've watched all the Speaking fast. Of, you want to talk about fight scenes? That's you want to talk? Like let's talk. Streak. Best fight scenes in any movie. What do you think, Austin Chafin? You go first. Uh, I like uh, you, since you've only seen like three movies. No, no, no. I've I've seen a lot. I like. Uh, I forget. I might get the name of the movie wrong. The Bones. You know what I'm talking about? Bones. Where where the dudes like Bone Thugs and Harmony. No, it's it's the uh, where they're in the alley. No, they're not in the alley. Like a dude comes up to a street fight and he's like really good at jujitsu and stuff. And he and he even whoops um, Kimbo Slice in the jail cell and stuff. You know that you know the movie what? I'm talking about. Is it like one of those? Long uh, Buck. No, it's probably one of those movies with Michael Jai Wyatt. I forget what they're yeah, called. They're like not... MMA movies. Uh, this dude was like undisputed does... seven. Yeah, one of those. Let me let me see if I can maybe. Uh, no, it's not bones because I'm trying to think what it is, man. But he does a lot of segments. It's that movie with the bone. With the bones, that was his character name was Bones. Yeah, I forget. Okay. I forget the Brewster's movie. Millions. Let's but, move on to Keith. Keith, best fight scene in any movie. Man, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I'll just have to go back to something that. When I was a kid, man, I loved uh, all the Van Damme movies. And then I loved uh, Best of the Best. Um, I didn't get too much into, like, Chuck Norris and uh, Bruce Lee. No, okay, I'm going to go with this. Jackie Chan, Shanghai Knights. Uh, oh, man. Pretty much any fight scene in that movie. Dude, I love Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon. I love both Shang- of them. Yeah, Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon, yeah, the first one. Like, blood and bone that's what it's jackie called. chan is so good at mm-hmm. uh like the comedic stunts like i've never seen anybody do it like he does 
Yeah. Like he's badass. Jackie Chan's yeah. a badass. I like the one with him and Benny the Jet Arquidez too. That's a great scene. What day what movie was that? I forget the movie, but if you look it up on YouTube, we'll put it maybe in the footage if we can. Like I'm dude, it's great. That's one of the first scenes I ever saw Benny the Jet. I watched that scene and I was like, who is this guy? Because he he throws kicks better than Jackie. And I was like, this guy's gotta be really good. And it was Benny the Jet. Is that who um, says? Is that who, That's who uh, Jack's been training with? Exactly that. Yeah, like a few months. It was probably three or four months before I met Jack that I saw that yeah. scene for the first time. And then you know, you fast forward, and Jack's went to California and is training side by side with him. Yeah. Also, like all kinds of celebrities trained with Benny. It was uh, like John Cusack when he did Gross Point Blank. He trained with him all kinds of people did so he he's like a celebrity like martial artist yeah kind of like bruce lee my favorite fight scene of all time is a korean movie called old boy and there's this scene it's the most perfectly crafted fight scene because it's it starts off he's at one end of a hallway and he fights like a, probably 15 20 guys and it's moving the entire time down this hallway and it's perfectly shot. You'll have to check it out. I bet both of you guys haven't seen that one. No. 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 I don't think I've seen any Korean movies. <laughs> Dude, the Korean movie scene's really good. Uh, recently, Best Picture, like two years ago, was a Korean movie called uh, Parasite. It's really hmm. good. Yeah. And there's, do you like zombie movies? Yeah. One of the best zombie movies you'll ever see is called Train to Busan, and it's a Korean movie. They've I remember um, Korean Jesus on uh, 22 or 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street, I believe. Is it 21? Is it I think it's 21. I think it's the first, uh, the first it's that one. church that they go into. Yeah, that when... Korean Jesus. Oh, yeah. You been been in for my daughter? <laughs> I think no, that was part two. That was 22 Jump Street. No, sir. Nope. I like how they're in there and he's like, yeah, man. He found him a woman. He's like, "Yeah, I did, man. Be going to pound town, <laughs> but I might, I might bring her to the whatever, you know, the big meeting, the big dinner they was having. It was the chief's daughter. That was a, that was a good scene. Speaking of movies, what is the movie that has got you most in your in your feels? That has absolutely just made you a emotional train wreck. You want to go first, Keith, or you want me to? Well, Keith's got a wife, uh, so I assume that there's a lot of lovey-dovey movies they watch together, so Keith should have a lot of them. No, I always find ways to get out of those. You got to teach me legs, man. You got to have something, Keith. Throughout your life, no movie has emotionally touched you ever. Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I cried in theaters on that one. I did. Um, I was mad about the new Toy Story where... Uh, where Woody and them go to the carnival and they split ways. I was mad about that one. Paul Walker, uh, when he died and they finished uh, Fast 7 and they split the cars, I cried in the theater. Um, actually, you're going to make fun of me when I say this is a TV show. That's when 13 Reasons Why first came out and everyone was talking about it. And I was like, it's a girl's show. And it, it, every guy was talking about it. I was like, all right, I got to watch it. I got emotionally invested in that. And then at the main end, I just like, 
boo-hooed like no no that was really bad for my mental health if you want to be honest that whole series was <laughs> but i just finished i just beat red dead redemption 2 oh and my that, god and that Dude, last I scene i, I, I cried, cried so him. hard when when keith he gets on keith, his can't, you can't tell it can't keith hasn't finished that he's not playing one day he needs to oh my god when he puts yeah. the hat on man that's all i gotta say and that music starts playing Dude, I was like an emotional train wreck. Like, I Arthur remember Morgan. being in a bad mood for like two moods in my house, thinking that something was actually wrong with me. You know what I mean? And that I had to tell myself, and so Austin, then you're that's just a- like, dude, I'm just depressed because Arthur Morgan died. <laughs> he died. He died. Spoiler alert. I don't- I don't even remember who he <laughs> but is. That ain't is that the, the part main, that's that going to make character? you cry, though. That's not, yeah, the part you die, that's make you cry. You end up getting, uh, you know, this <laughs> big spoiler. Austin. But not well. That's the first Red Dead. You die well, in both of them. Yeah. In the second one, though, like you end up getting tuberculosis. When when, when you it's die sad. as Arthur Morgan, it picks up like a and you play like five or six missions as John Marston. You meet Dutch and Micah. You kill Micah. Dutch goes. You get all the money, and then the game's over. You can still play it. But then Red Dead One. Then it goes from that story and goes on. So the game. Yeah, Red are like Dead Two is a prequel. It's a prequel. Oh, is it? Back to the most. How about uh, what about Red Dead Revolver? Dude, I remember that game really well. That's probably before Austin. That was the first. That was the first one. I remember most about that game. And then the um, so red. So wasn't Red Dead? Yeah, I remember that one. So it goes Red Dead Revolver, then Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption Two, and then Rock Rockstar Ping Pong. (laughs) <laughs> that's the order that's the order they go in well my uh, favorite game of all time was a rock star game and nobody talks about it it's max Payne three max Payne. Payne's a that? good game max Payne three is set in brazil and he's older and it's it's really badass i, I never that's played any of those it is. that's the way it is you want to talk about uh, emotional movie scenes i mostly I mostly grew up playing like hockey and um, boxing games. You're yeah, an old man. You had like Pong yeah. here in your day. Dude, hey, Pong Gavin, was, that was nice. you want to have much video deep. games has evolved since I was your age? Come here. Come in the basement. Come here. Get off that X books, uh, Y box. Let me show you this thing. Yeah. Get off that Wii Station 360, son. I got to answer your original question. This is important to me. Emotional movie scenes. If you don't cry during this movie scene, I got news for you. You're a psychopath. You got problems. I got to see if I've seen it first. Up. Up. I haven't seen the whole movie. I saw like the the first scene or something like that. The first scene of Up. If you didn't cry during that, Keith, I got news. You're a psycho. When the wife dies and it shows them two in her recliners and then like she fades out of it. Dude, I was so little when I watched that, and I remember being like tore up. I was, like, uh, uh, and the movie just started. We wasn't five minutes into it, so I was like, I don't know if I would have watched the rest of the movie. How worse could it get? I remember going to uh, when I was a kid, Bridge to Terabithia. I don't know if you remember that movie or that book, mm. but like it's a kid's book and a kid's movie. It's about these two kids who invent this like magical fantasy land. They go play in the woods and it's they're going to Terabithia. And then out of nowhere, one one of the kids just dies. It's like the biggest gut punch in the world. It's like, why do you do that to a child? Why would you mm. expose me to that? It's like, hey, this is wonderful. And then death. 
Wasn't that like the old uh, Bambi or something? Yeah, Bambi opening scene. Boom, mother, dad. Well, and I remember the, the guy uh, whose mom died. I was like, oh, God. I remember the opening scene to like Godzilla 1984. It's like got Bambi walking around, then just boom, Godzilla steps on her. Dude, Disney just has it out for like killing people, man, and killing these characters. I mean, you think of Bambi, you think of Lion King. I mean, it goes like way back from the old days. Is doing this stuff, and now if these movies we're watching now, like Up and Fro- Frozen, well, Frozen, stuff, yeah. Up is sad, but the saddest movie of all time, well, one of them in my opinion, is called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. You ever heard of that one? Yeah, I think I saw it once back in like the nineties or something. I don't remember anything. That's about one it. of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. It's I like one it. of my three you're gonna make fun of me when i say this i like the notebook not of the lovey-dovey parts but because the alzheimer's like, when it yeah the alzheimer's part where he's sitting oh there reading God. the stories and it was the stories of them before and then remember when they was in the bedroom and like they're older and she like snaps out of it she's like oh my god they start kissing hugging stuff then randomly she's like who are you get off me gone, yeah and he's like it's me it's me oh tears flowing dude like, could you imagine that in real life, though? Like, going through that dude's pain, Dude, and then and you have a split second. Such a actor. I don't think I've seen it. Who knew we'd be talking about... Who knew we... You've not seen The Notebook. Who knew we'd be talking about The Notebook? We got this MMA podcast. What are we going to talk <laughs> Everything about? Everything but MMA. <laughs> Dude, oh, God. It, it, is, it is just so good, man. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Austin Chafin, the notebook. It is just so good. So <laughs> that's, if we go to like MMA. That's the quote. That's what we're posting. That's our quote. The notebook. It is just so good. It is so good. Yeah, you know Elijah's going to like screen share like two minutes of you talking about the notebook and post it Dude, on Facebook. Dude, this is so sad, man. Like really put yourself in this guy's shoes even though you've never seen it, Keith. He's an old man. They grew up together, had this amazing love story. She gets Alzheimer's, right? She goes to this uh, nursing home type thing. He visits and convinces her that I'm just a friend or I'm a worker here. And, oh and I'm going to just read you this story. But he's really reading the story from them, hoping that she'll remember. The story of their love. Keith. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's just thinking, and, and it's what she's, okay, so like the nurse would come back, like, time's up. And she'd mm-hmm. be like, I want to know more. His story is so interesting. Towards the end of the movie, she finally remembers who he is and was like, oh, and you know, they're hugging, dancing, kissing. And in the middle of it, she goes, get off of me. Who are you? And sad music's playing. He's like, baby, no, it's me. It's me. Oh, my oh, God. And then at the main end, they die in the same bed together, in the hospital bed. And it was like, I we just... You know when that movie should have ended if I was directing it? You know when they're laying in the street? I would have had a truck come and just bang. <laughs> Don't ruin that movie, man. Don't ruin <laughs> <laughs> Don't Elijah ruin. would be a good Deadpool director. Something like Deadpool, yeah. lovey-dovey and stuff. All of a sudden, knocks her head or something. Well, I just got a messed up mind. Don't don't you guys? My favorite movie, like the movie kind of movie I'd like to direct, is like There Will Be Blood, something like that, where like a seemingly normal person just eventually snaps. 
we're going to get a lot. Of That's what's going to happen to Austin eventually. You're going to be like, man, whatever happened? That kid wore him sparkly shoes and stood up on the table, wore sunglasses inside of a building like an idiot. Oh, no, I'm not, man. Not even going to mention that this is our second attempt at a podcast. Our last one got derailed because you had a freaking breakdown in the middle of it. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that either. No, no, we are not going to talk about that. That that's a that's a story for another time. Maybe a story for like the vault. We're going to save that for, it, yeah, the, from the vault. Lock it in the vault forever. Maybe All if right, we ever we, we was doing so good too. We're like forty minutes. We in have and I ruined we have it. several things in the new line vault that Austin said that we can never show the light of day. <laughs> yeah, we're just like we just stop recording. Like okay, uh, we'll pick Austin, back up on this we'll tomorrow. Start, yeah, we'll start. We'll start again tomorrow. This can't this yeah we can't this is like this. our third attempt on a podcast here since our last one and I've ruined every single one of them. <laughs> this one's going good so far, man. Yeah. Until you um, went until he went on that 20 minute rant about the notebook and how great it was. <laughs> well, it was better than the 20 minute rant he had last time. That was nuts. Listen, we don't bring that up, Keith, because he might yeah. start again. Okay, so <laughs> let's move back to New Line. We were talking about New Line 8. Let's talk about some – dude, that card was nuts because mm -hmm. of the snow and everything that oh, happened. Oh, man. We don't even dude. mention that stuff. Yeah, so so we had a – we were in a rough spot financially. You know, lost some – we'd lost some money on some cards. And um, so I'll, I'm coming into uh, New Line 8. You know, I'm, like, way in the hole. What I had, like – what like a thousand dollars in the bank and owed like nine thousand on a credit card and and uh so i'm like yeah we, we got to have a good crowd we got to have a good crowd and then you know we still got all the checks to write on fight day too so i mean i was like eight grand in the hole and then we're about to write another four or five thousand dollars in checks and man and then then we uh all week i keep getting told hey y'all might want to reschedule you might want to reschedule you know we might get snow might get snow i'm like man yeah as soon as i go and reschedule it'll be 80 degrees and sunny and so, it was too late. I mean, you had everything booked. Everything's done. Yeah, like, there's not yeah. much you can do. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, you know, we'll just we'll just go with it. And you know, we have weigh-ins that night, it, dude. It was like 75, 80 degrees that night, that day, the day before. There were people out golfing, and uh, but it was nice. And we have weigh-ins, and then um, I go to bed, wake up the next morning, and somebody calls me like, "Have you looked outside?" No. I look outside, dude, there's a foot of snow, a foot of snow, and it's still coming down. And, um, man, so, you know, I check out of the hotel because I'm not staying there again that night. I, I'm like, all right, I had to go pick up. Well, yeah, because so my wife and kids were stuck on a hill at my old house. They couldn't get the car down because, uh, you know, this it's like a big freaking hill like this and like way, way up. So, um so I had to go pick them up the bottom of the hill. Speaking of hills. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this is freaking awful. And I'm like, yeah, we're going out of business. I said, nobody's coming out to watch the fights tonight. And then some rumor got started online that we were already canceled. So I'm getting a bunch of calls and emails, people wanting refunds. And I'm like, we're not canceled. We're not canceled. And uh, dude, the state road did awesome. The roads were great everywhere, all the way to hearts. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, what it was like past hearts, but dude, it was the state road did awesome. Oh, then, dude, it was amazing once I got off Rex's Hill. And Danny, Danny down at Hearts at the community center, dude, he was out on a tractor. He was out 
and Danny was out putting salt all over the place and had a tractor clearing all the snow and the ice out. Dude, Danny like had that parking lot looking solid. And Danny's, um, that dude's Danny's, the, Danny's the man. Um, so he, he had the place ready, man. And I'm, I was spending like half the day online, like letting everybody know, like, we are not canceled. Lights are on. Come on. Like we're here. Uh, we were here. Elijah wasn't there. Elijah was stuck somewhere. Elijah had a wild day, but yeah. So man, it ended up being, ended up being a blessing, man. We had a lot of people come out. A lot of people, you know, came out through the weather and, and made it out. It, it ended up being an awesome night. I was worried, dude. I thought it was over when I saw that snow. I, I missed it. I, I remember like, it was like three or four in the morning of you know the day of the fight, and uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, Chris messaged me because he was still up and he he was coming down with me. And he was like, "Dude, we ain't going tomorrow." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Look out your window," and it was like you're not lying. It was like a foot of snow. And even when I woke up the next morning, <laughs> like ten o'clock in the morning, it was still coming down. I thought for sure it was just scratched like yeah worst case scenario and then just so happened like three hours before fight time magic i don't know what i don't know what happened it was just state road (laughs) the the state road we complain about them you know what it's all the time but they actually did something so good they They had like their special forces (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, they they brought out the the state road green berets yeah 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 so elijah your day i mean so i mean you want to hear the saga there's a lot more to my day like my day was nuts like i and there's a lot more to tell but you know we'll go into elijah's journey that day uh kind of started the night before elijah's journey was wild yeah i ended up uh i thought well it's gonna it's supposed to snow i better find a place to stay close by and keith was like he said he's struggling with money so he's being a cheapskate he's like i can't put you up in a hotel you're not you're not uh essential enough yeah yeah i'm not important enough so uh rex was like just come stay with me buddy i'll we'll be fine and uh little did i think rex lives on a giant hill the next day, that snow started that night, and I was watching it, and I was like, are you sure we're going to be able to get out of here? Rex, white, you know, confident man, he's like, no problem. I get out of here every day. No no snow is going to stop that truck. <laughs> so the, next, the next day, we wake up to about a foot and a half of snow, and uh, Rex is still in bed, and I keep looking out the window. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make it out of this. And uh, Rex was confident still after he woke up. And we go up that hill and we get stuck at the very top. We couldn't go down, couldn't go up. Started going over the hill anytime we tried to move. So we were stuck. And uh, I didn't think we were getting out of there. Finally, we got a ride. We had to just walk to the top, get a ride. We almost died heading there on the four lane. This old man picked us up. And he was driving like 90 in those conditions in this old jeep with like bald tires we spun <laughs> out and we slid for a good hundred feet and i thought this is it i remember grabbing the seat and i said oh shit are <laughs> gonna be my last words rex uh dude it was bad if you talk to rex he thought it was over for us too 
finally made it to the event. Or no, I didn't. No, no, yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't. I made it to the Best Western where I left my car. The guy dropped us off. I was like, "Yeah, we're fine. We go get some breakfast." Walked to my car, and the tires flat. So we uh, dealt with that. Justin Ball came through, came to help me got a get a tire. Finally made it to the event, and I'm there to coach Mikey Watts, uh, Ronnie. All my guys had great performances, and uh, I think my corner work was on point. What do you guys think? If no one else heard you in that arena, I swear they heard you. Elijah, like every time, like I, I want everyone to grasp this because it's very important. He cornered three times, and they was fairly well spaced apart, right? Elijah sits and complains about his last fight. Man, I just went through a war. Blah, 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 blah. No, Elijah went through three wars and didn't even have to fight. This dude would come back to the commentary table after cornering somebody and sweat rolling off this dude. I mean, uh, going, oh, God, man. Yeah, it was a good fight, guys. And, uh, like, you thought, he went in there and fought three times that night. So, I don't ever want to hear at the Baileysville brawl that you was in a war. No, you fought three times in a night, never even stepped foot in the ring. Like, this dude's the most intense corner man I've ever seen in my life. Like, the commission did not like him. They had to go over and warn him one time because he's beating the table. He's the like, commission has made me You know that, Keith? What's that? The fighters the meeting. Rules? At the fighters' meeting, they've got like three new rules. <laughs> They're all because of me that night. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, you guys, you if you're in the corner, you can't bang on the side on the cage, or like on the floor, you know the the apron. Don't bang on the apron. Don't stand up. We know you guys are excited." <laughs> and like afterwards, I was like, "Did you guys have like a special meeting?" After after NLC because the commission walked over to Elijah NLC eight. I watched it because twice. he was sitting there. He was twice. The first time was like a little warning type deal. Second time, you know, he's banging on the table and he's standing up. And I seen the guy like push his shoulder down, told him to sit down. And Elijah's like, "Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay, I got out of the way. I'm sorry." And Elijah, the poor thing, uh, one of these little things with his glasses goes over ears broke and it kept on falling off and it was i was watching because he'd be screaming and banging and he'd be like sideways <laughs> like on the side yeah, of his yeah, face. you I'm gotta like, oh, you like, gotta put that I, you gotta I'm, dub that over this video you gotta put the i'm very very passionate elijah I'll, I'll elijah when he corners needs his own little you know like people on psych wards kind of like this little material you know they get strapped up elijah really needs like his own little place like no joke when he corners. I, have, is, I need to do it remotely for the like dude a is dangerous. We need to put him in a bubble. Put him in a bubble and put something over his mouth that like lowers his volume. Just put him in a big oh bubble. Oh my god. I remember at one point when Mikey Mitchell was fighting. Well, well, when Michael Watts was fighting, I was trying to I was cornering him and Greg Dillon was was like yelling too. He was over behind me yelling too. And at one point I was I could like Shut that up, was Greg. the Watts fight, yeah, the Watts was, fight, right? And then, and then when Mikey was fighting, the crowd was going nuts, like they were going nuts for Mikey because he's a hometown guy, two hometown guys. I couldn't mm -hmm. hear myself cornering, and I knew I was like, Mikey can't hear me, and Lots so I turned to excuse. the I turned to the crowd and I was like, Shut up, everyone, shut up! He can't hear so, me. I can't hear myself think. 
I think I was back for that fight. I don't. You know, I, don't I was. I was. Really... I missed Watts. I missed Watts. I yeah, was there let's for... let's let's hear about where you were at during that that uh, so, fight. So, oh yeah, so we were first half of the event somewhere before. I guess it was before intermission. Rebecca comes out, and, and my wife, she's like, "Hey, Keith, the the state police are here for you." I'm like, what? Yeah, the state police are here. They need to talk to you. I'm like, oh crap. Okay, let's go. So I go out there. And they're like, are you are you in are you running the show tonight? You you in control of this? Like, yeah. And they tell me about a hit and run happened outside somewhere. And then there's cars parked all up and down the side of the road, like on the road. Like they're literally like a two-lane road, like one lane is being used for parking for like half a mile or like quarter mile this way, quarter mile that way. And then they're telling me we have to get all these cars out of here. They have to get out of off the road. The parking lot's full. You know, we can't park on the field. There's nowhere to go. So there's a church about a, I don't know, quarter mile, maybe three-tenths of a mile down the road, maybe a little further, pretty further. So I'm, I go inside. We have to make an announcement. Anybody that's parked in the road, you need to move your car down to the church, and Keith will pick you up and bring you back. <laughs> so that's what I spent the next hour and a half doing. I was shuttling people out in my truck. Back and forth. You think that Dana White ever valets people? That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. All this trouble (laughs) Keith went through at at this event. What do you think Dana White was doing? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like (laughs) Keith don't even get to sit and enjoy his own event that he puts together. He's shuttling people, state police. You've you've never once gotten to watch an actual event, have you? You there's always not not a full event. I get to watch some fights sometimes. But, like, I'm always dealing with other stuff, too. So, I mean, there might be, like, an altercation in the locker room or something. And you, I mean, you never know what's what's going on or somebody's you upset. Find, find, you got to find well, Todd Adams. We have to find Todd. So, like, the last event um, – well, no, this didn't happen during a fight. I think this happened during intermission, you know. the We announced uh, Logan Shuck, his fight. We announced Logan as the winner. He gets the title, put the belt around his waist, take a bunch of pictures, and then they go to the locker room. Then the next fight's in the ring. And then one of the commissioners come over and they're like, Keith, we made a mistake. What happened? They let me know. They show, he, he just hands me the scorecard. He said, look at this. So I look at it. You know, it shows the scores and then it says Logan Shuck is the winner. He's like, yeah, but look at the scores. I look at it. It's a split decision for the blue corner. Logan Shuck was red corner. I'm like, oh, crap. So He's already, he's already got the belt and sitting backstage with oh, it. Oh, he's partying backstage at the time of his life. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, this is bad. This is bad. I'm like, I, I said, uh, what if we just lose the paperwork? This never happened. He said, he said, then he said, that's two mistakes. You know, he said, that's, you don't fix this by making another mistake. So, I mean, he was right. This was just me being like trying to keep, I was afraid that all hell was going to break loose. So I'm like, all right, let's, he said, we need to go talk to the fighters. I said, no, let me go get their coaches. So I went and pulled the, the two coaches out, went and got uh, um, Brent and Ricky. I was like, guys, like, we need to talk. And, uh, they were in the same locker room because of the whole toilet situation that night. <laughs> you remember that? We can talk about that later. Oh, God. Uh, but they're all in like the same lot. They're like in different little areas of the same locker room. I was like, I just went over, hey, Brent, um, can you come out 
like we need to, we need to talk he's like what like just come out here for a second and i was like like go over there with uh, the commissioner and uh then i go to ricky and i'm like ricky like come over here like we need to talk um and then yeah so we let the coaches know what happened you know of course logan's coach is upset uh, you know and then um and then you know ricky is like happy you know written and ricky's you know both guys are being professional you know like i'm not saying like they're throwing a fit like brent's like the most professional person there is and you know he's just not happy you know it's it's this is such a weird thing and it's it's not good and and he's more more so worried about how low it's going to hurt logan and um yeah he that's what he was tore up about you know like you, you give the man a belt announce him the winner and you wait till he's in the locker room like celebrating and then you go and, and take the belt away it's his first ever title. Yeah. Like it's, it was a bad situation. Yeah. That, Dude, I felt is, like that's... such a bad person when that all happened. And I had no idea, you know, like I don't have a, a part to play in any of this stuff, yeah. it, but it, dude, that sucked. But you that's... had to be the guy, you know, yeah. to tell him to be like, this yeah. is what happened that you're in that situation. a lot. I feel like we're like, you didn't cause it to happen, but you're the one that's got to be like, yep, you're the message teller. You're the message stuff teller. happens. See, like, man, I, I, I plan everything I book. So like I book these arenas, I, you know, I, I pay for the places and, and I schedule, the, like, I let the commission know there. I'm like, Hey, this is the date. This is when we're doing everything. I don't choose who we're going to have. You know, they have to go by who's licensed. They have to use licensed judges. I'm not like, I want this, this, this to be my judges. Like, no, like none of that happens. So I take who's available. Usually it's whoever like lives closest to the venue because there's usually two events going on that night. So there might be something going on up in like Morgantown and then something down here. So like the Northern referees and judges are working that one and people down South are working this one. So I don't have a part to play in any of that, but I mean, the, the commissioner, he was like, man, he, he took all the blame. He was telling them, don't be upset with Keith. Um, but, you know, like usually people are upset with Keith when this stuff happens. It's it's not like, oh, the commission screwed up. It's always like, I'll never fight for New Line again. They screwed me. Like whenever I had nothing to do with it. But he was cool. And he let him, he let him know, like, this was all on him. He should have caught it. He, he told him that, you know, this stuff happens. People make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Like everybody makes mistakes. Those fight, like, honestly, the fighters make mistakes. The coaches make, like, make tactical errors in coaching. And the other judges make mistakes. The people add yeah, everybody but Elijah makes mistakes. Like the, no, the people tallying the perfect. scores, like, but here's the thing they had what they did. We had 27 fights in two nights, right? They got all the scores right on 26 of those fights, but nobody's going to be like, oh, well, they got 26 out of 26. No, everybody's going to be like, they screwed up. They screwed up this decision. They did. I mean, it happens. And, and it's, it's really unfortunate that it happened and it wasn't caught for like 10, 15 minutes. But, yeah, it wouldn't have been near as bad. I'm gonna start saying that's what happened with my fight. They just read the wrong winner, man. No, they threw. Dude, they I've, threw I've that made bad decisions. Away. <clears throat> I've made bad decisions before on matchmaking. You know, like I'm like, hey, this would be a good about? fight. What are you talking about, Austin? I heard your commentary on my fight. I heard how you scored it. I said it was a close fight until I went. <laughs> you, Elijah, listen. Uh, no, no, we're gonna be right back. We're gonna take a quick second. To, to talk about this and elijah you know because you're in the same boat i am it is really hard to commentate a fight and analyze a fight at the same time unless you're just Dude, it's impossible unless you're I, just I've really said good. remember how many you remember how many times i've said that 
you know, it's, when it's we've hard. Like, it's hard. Unless it's, you're just like Joe Rogan that like does it for a living. Someone that just like does it, you know, that's and they're just super, super good at it. You know what I mean? It's hard to really put your main focus on trying to be a judge and entertain while you're commentating. There has to be a balance somewhere. So, but uh, I mean, the next night, me and you came back and watched your fight, and I was like, yeah okay i got a different take on this now and now that we got the stats out on it and that's not lie. i mean yeah we like, really got it, it wrong man thing. it was it was well i mean it was close but with those stats like that's as close as you got i think it, it was i landed he landed 66 strikes i landed 69 that's as close as it gets you know it, it was That's very really close. close. I, I think what the judges didn't take in consideration. I'm not going to spend even two minutes on this. I really thought about it. I really thought about this today, Keith, and I won't take the two <clears> minutes <throat> on this. So if anybody's made it this far in this podcast, please listen because this is the one serious important part that I really want to get off my chest right now. In Elijah's fight, <laughs> I'm not being biased. Here we go a, again. No, 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 no. no. I, I swear, I'm not ranting. Give me a, give me yeah. ability to screen share too. The, uh, this is, this is what it is okay how do i do the screen share oh, all participants okay so listen this this is how it is when you look at the stats that way it's a very close fight it was a very close fight but not bad mouthing anyone but when you see a guy in the significant shots and the damage it does you got hit by one punch that whole fight that and it was at the beginning of the fight that made you kind of back up and do your eyes you know what i mean you hit him with but you're my buddy or not, I'm just calling it how it is. You hit him with at least four, maybe five shots that had him hurt. He spit his mouthpiece out multiple times, lost his shoe. He stretched the rules a little bit to buy himself some time. In those shots, there was one point, one of his arms was over the rope and he was turning his head just trying to get away. And then he goes, <laughs> spits the mouthpiece out. You know what I mean? As a judge, what the point I'm trying to make is, and I'm wrapping it up, as a judge, even though that's close with your stats and stuff, as a judge, you should see who's controlling this ring right now. Who's controlling? Who's bringing the pressure? Where's the significant strikes come from? This dude's being hurt four times, and he's doing something. He's not cheating. I'm not saying that. But he's stretching it out to buy himself time because he's hurt, and it happened to him four times. As a judge, well, if my I mean, mom was I, judging I think... it, should have picked up on that, and no one picked I... up on it. No one picked I up was, on it. I was trying to stretch it out myself, too, though, with my clinch work. Well, well, I know you was tired. You was happy you about it. But as a judge, you should say, Elijah's hit this dude four separate times in the fight that's made him turn his head, ball up. Elijah mm. just ain't got enough in the gas tank to keep the pressure on him. But this dude's hurt. I can't breathe. I got to buy time. I'm going to find a way to get the referee to call a timeout. He done it four separate Jahan times, call Elijah. Austin out after, after he sees this. Dude, Jahan's a class act, though. I, I'm not he's, saying here's I'm, here's the bottom line. He was tougher than I expected. I'm not saying this dude's a baffer. I'm not saying it was a bad fight. I'm saying that I'm talking about the judges. That what I'm really concerned about is the one judge scoring it all three rounds. You know when what I, I mean? shared my screen? Like, could you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. So, like you would just think as a judge, you would pick up on them signs, and I'm sure he'll say the same thing. And he won the fight. I'm pretty sure he would he would be more than happy to say, "Yeah, I was hurt a few times, and I couldn't breathe. I spit that mouthpiece out on purpose." Look, look at you, both guys were definitely tired. So, like the first round, 
Elijah threw 57, Jahan threw 56. You can strikes. watch it decline. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, Jahan actually threw more in the second round. Like Elijah slowed down a little bit. Uh, that's that's what's funny. You can see me like how I'm getting tired. Like so Elijah, down, yeah. Elijah goes down. 57 round one, 50 punches round two, and 37 punches in round three. Um round three also. Not only was Jahan wasting time spitting out the mouthpiece, Elijah, you every time that you were supposed to go to a neutral corner, you went to your, your own corner and you <laughs> to the referee leaning on the like Jahan was trying to buy time. Both I, of them I, were. I, I did that. Both of the sure. guys were. This this yeah, isn't sure. this isn't a conversation about the fighters. I'm talking My about the judge. Is, you would think you would just pick up off? on this. How does your shoe come off? That the was real weird. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I would oh love to God. ask him that question. <clears throat> like, like you think before a basketball game, baseball game, especially boxing, you know, like Tie you'd be tying him. I'm talking time as tight as you've ever worn before. I mean, they're cutting the circulation off your bad boys. How you go in there and just slip on your hmm. shoes and let one of them come off? Like, it blows yeah, my mind. If I if I'm ever thinking that I'm going to get in a fight, whether I'm in a restaurant, I'm in a boxing ring, I'm in the park, you know, whatever. I'm first thing I'm doing is tying my shoes tighter. That's why I'm always rocking the Crocs and they're in like off-road. Four-wheel drive. Well, I just got the four-wheel drive Crocs. Listen, you you <laughs> think it's just for better traction. No, he's a fight. Mode. It's for combat. Yeah. Like, if you Crocs ever see that man in two-wheel drive, combat. you can approach him. If he's in four-wheel drive, don't talk to Elijah. He means business. <laughs> <laughs> really though man like that fight i'm i don't feel bad about the decision i felt like i i did enough especially after watching it but like i just i've never been in a war like that and like yeah. i felt like i i learned a lot from that and i grew a lot from it and i fought smart like my first fight i fought like a complete spaz like i was fighting in cj anyway not my first fight but you know my comeback fight I was so nervous. I, I didn't feel like I looked like myself. I can watch this one and be like, yeah, I fought like myself. That's what I was explaining to you in the car, I man, that second smart. night. I said, you lost, but you gained way more in the loss than your first fight taking a second-round knockout victory. You know what I mean? You fought 10 times better on a gas tank that was 10 times worse. You know, that's, that's the something thing to that be proud the, about. the DJ fight, I felt worse after I watched it. But with this one, I felt better. So that's progress. And the stats don't lie. I've fought what I hit him with, like with CJ, I, I, my accuracy was like 30 some percent, 34 percent. This one's like 48. So, yeah, you, you fought, fought a, lot, fight. a lot more. Technical. It's wild that somebody can land 48 percent of their shots and lose. That's I was shocked at how accurate i was but, but i mean like neither of us did a very yeah. good job moving our heads right i mean that's the deal though he landed 43 percent, which is still really high so he landed i mean he landed let me go back i got a big head on here and it's a hell of a target so get the big yeah. head part right so i mean he landed 66 out of 152 43 you landed 69 out of 144 which you said this was on purpose right you stopped oh yeah it. I wanted to land exactly 69 strikes. And I think we all know why. Yeah. It's the most erotic number. It's the most powerful number. Yeah. No, but good fight. It was. It was a very entertaining fight. I think that couldn't have been 
the circumstances of how the night went, I know there was a couple more exciting fights, but to say to open up an event. Well, you know, I don't know. A, I don't, that night for the first night of the brawl, I think that was fight of the night. That's my opinion. Second was, night, second night, there were oh, some. You know, yeah. Oh, you know who that went to, man. Second yeah, definitely night. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly and Fox. Fox. 100%. That crowd was yeah. crazy. But I, I, which which we are we are doing fight of the nights on all these you know we haven't you know announced them on the last three events which I think we need to do that. Um, are we saving it for Inside NLC? Are we doing it now? Let, let's do it on Inside NLC. Let's take some time. We, to really... like, we we know we know who they're going to. It'll be on the next episode of not this week's episode, but next week's episode of Inside NLC. For a subscription of four ninety nine, you can find out. Just no, kidding. it's gonna be, Just it'll be free Just on kidding. YouTube. So subscribe speaking to the of, YouTube uh, channel. <clears throat> yeah. So speaking of YouTube, we are picking up our game. We're gonna start posting more content. Like we're we're not consistent with it yet, but we're still coming up with some ideas. If anybody's got any ideas, send them our way. We're going um, to have so much content to contend with. I think everybody's going to be contented. Everybody's going to hate us. Like we're going to have so much stuff on YouTube that you're just going to hate us. You're you're going to get annoyed by seeing the like, oh my god! Every time I get on YouTube, it's like new mm-hmm. video where you get a notification. Like, like I won't be the only up. person. Yeah, they're going to get sick and tired of my face and like how you guys are always like Keith. I need you on there, Keith. And like everybody's going to be like, no, like no, you don't need Keith on there. And we don't sick want of Keith. No. And then pretty soon they're going to be like, we're sick of you guys. Where's Daniel? Yeah, where's Daniel? Where's, yeah, where's Daniel? Where is Daniel? We want, they'll start rioting. They want Daniel back. Yeah, Daniel was Daniel did the first six episodes. I think, Dan, what was it? Daniel and I were on episodes one through five. And then episode six was, at, yeah, so we did one through five. And is it true? Then COVID you- shut us down. Is it true you replaced him because he didn't have an impressive enough mustache? Yeah. Shame. Daniel no. just can't grow the mustache like that. No, Dan- Daniel uh, Daniel re- removed himself. He said, Keith, I'm he's too to busy for you, Keith. He's he too busy. He coach football at state. Now he's not coaching football. He's like broadcasting baseball. I'm, I think he's working on his master's. So he, he said, I don't have time for you, Keith. I'm too good for oh. you. Is that right? He said he say right. it's not it's not you, it's me. It's me. Yeah, that's what it's what Daniel gave me. Man. Like like the two worst quotes Broke my that heart. are overused in that relationship. I'm leaving you type thing is it's not you, it's me, or I, I just gotta make time for God. I gotta like I gotta throw you away, you know. I, I gotta I gotta get to where I need to be, and then a week later you see him twerking on the bar at Dandy's or something. That sounds you know like what I mean? something. but <laughs> It's, that sounds like something Cheyenne would say. <laughs> or her sister. I got her sister to... is mean to Speaking you, Speaking right? of Cheyenne's sisters, I got a bone. She got many of them. 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 Good God, they're all spread it out across the country. Well, I, well the Shelby. The young the one. That put the, la- the laughing faces on your picture. We got yes. troubles. We got troubles. See, his, <laughs> his uh, girlfriend's sister thought it was nice to just come on my Facebook and put some random laughing face on one of my posts. So, so I just said, I'm a joke. I, t- I took that for what it is, which is a declaration of war. Yeah. I've been going on all every post she has laughing face. 
every so, picture, every picture she posts, laughing face. So I pick this her up from her little church event a- last night, and she's like, "You know your little friend Elijah?" And I was like, "Yeah, what about him?" Can you tell him to stop putting laughy faces on my pictures, even from all the way from even when I made a Facebook years ago? And I was like, well, Shelby, may I ask what you did? I already knew it. Yeah, I was like, may I ask what you did? Well, I don't know. I said, well, last time I checked, you put a laughy face on his picture of a podcast. Mike, she said, what? It was funny. And I said, well, maybe he thinks your face is funny. So it, it's on. It's, it's a full-blown war now between a 14-year-old and Elijah on the laughy the face emojis on Facebook. So that might be another segment for you guys, you know, how many uh, 14-year-olds Elijah can harass. Look at him. Look at Elijah right now. He don't know what to say. I won't accept any surrender, and I won't show any mercy. He's like, I don't care if she's 8, 12, or 46. You want a war, you got it. It's like Rambo. I'll give you a war you won't believe. Like we talk about oh, a lot to be this violent. They're gonna have to bring in and... like Steve Walden to calm me down. Like in at the end of Rambo, you'll have to bring in Steve Walden to talk me down. We'll get Mark Zuckerberg to shut you down, buddy. Speaking I feel like Steve, gonna... we we need to post that video of Steve making his uh post fight fight predictions. Was he and he was drunk? Yeah. That's the, I think that's one of our better ideas. We yeah. got Steve Walden to predict fights that already happened. <laughs> that he hasn't watched yet, but yeah. and he don't and he hasn't watched the fight. We didn't let him watch the fight and see the end result. We literally just showed him the fight card pictures, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, boy's got his hands up, and he's you see his eyes. That's the eyes of a fighter. That's <laughs> the eyes of a fighter right there. First round knockout. Well, no, actually, uh, he got severely beaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh better luck next time kid sorry dude he went almost he went he had a winning record with almost zero information so <laughs> yeah he, 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 he the who's, the, who's the dumbass now <laughs> he went to the playoffs it's, that's gonna be a new segment steve is gonna get out he's gonna get hammered and he's gonna predict fights from like the previous event that he knows we're gonna, nothing about. We're going to have to go back to uh, NLC one and have him start predicting all of them. He, you know he what he's going to start doing? You know he's going to start watching them without telling us and getting every one of them right. I'm like what's he was going a, on? he was he the greaser that. at NLC three. He did security up until the fight started, and then he was the guy vaseline and faces the rest of the night. But I guarantee, but he was drunk that day, so he probably doesn't really remember. Um, any of the fights i know he remembers mikey mitchell because he was impressed by him but uh who who wouldn't be impressed by mikey mitchell yeah i think he liked uh i think he liked i know uh, that everyone he liked pete deleon that day too every woman in hearts creek's impressed by mikey mitchell yeah that's why he couldn't come back that's why he couldn't come fight jeremy that fight because all these girls were going up in the same place and um, yeah, he was kind of afraid of the consequences. It's an old building, and if those women rioted, I don't know what would happen. Could have been bad. When oh, Mikey Lord. walked out to fight, it was like watching the Beatles back in like their early days. Like all I thought we was going to see walkers and canes just getting thrown. You know, you seen like old, old uh, feeble bodies just being thrown out. Mikey. <laughs> Saggy titties and all, you know. 
I just got a fan base. I didn't mean the Beatles now, Austin. (laughs) Austin's like, who's the Beatles? Who's the Beatles? I know that most of them's dead except for one, right? Only one's alive. I don't know which one's alive. Name name one, but name name one Beatle, Austin. I don't know. Good God, they wasn't even popular in their own country, America. You can't even right. name. You can't name a single Beatle. Can you name one of their songs? Uh, uh, Yellow Submarine. There you go. Um, that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, we and then I'm all sure... live in a yeah. It's catchy. That's why I like it. Yeah. You gotta listen to their good shit. You know, I was watching the Queen documentary and to think that in their own country, like they was hated and like the stats and stuff was like horrible. And then they started doing tours in America and it just like went boom. It was wild. England's really strange about gay rights and stuff too for a long time. Like they, I mean, up until like the late 1800s, they were executing gay people in England. Yeah, but nobody, nobody knew that he was gay until they was already well, well, yeah, well famous. That's what though, I, you know. I was wondering when he came out. No, it was gay. way even after uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I mean, it was way after that, and that song he was talking about his stuff, but nobody knew. You know, his own band members didn't even know at the time. Dude, you know, dude, they knew. Like, do you think they have uh, you seen Freddie Mercury perform? Okay, okay, they may have had an idea, but they loves the ladies. Okay, they didn't get the confirmation, but they knew, but they didn't get the confirmation from him until a lot later. Until he had to tell me I got AIDS, he didn't even tell me he was gay, he was just hey, I had AIDS, and then it was like, oh, he's gay. You know, speaking of gay and speaking of gay rights and stuff, let's talk about your outfit at New Line 8. Oh, this yeah. Thought it was a fly outfit, like that simple. Like the he, pants. he didn't have any. He didn't have any back pockets, y'all. No, listen. The pants. What really great. happened is 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 he had an accident. I don't, think he had, I don't know if he had any pockets in those pants, did he? He had some kind of accident on his way to the event, and he had to like swap clothes with. Uh, oh, okay. Baby. You really want to know like the true story about this? Like I, I do like the pants how they are, but I ordered them online. I hate ordering clothes online because you don't get tried on. I got a weird body. I'm almost six foot and a uh, 130 pounds. So it's hard to even find stuff that really like fit me in the length and then the waist. Heard. And stuff. It's hard. Heard. So well, we had to go shop for women's clothes. No, this is what happened. It, I had a size chart and it said, you know, what's your fit? And it recommended <laughs> me this thing. And now I had pants that came up to here which i ended up liking them i'm not gonna let me lie. see that let me see that leg again oh Woo! my god Look at that, ladies <laughs> no but listen everyone was jealous of the outfit i don't care they made fun of yeah it. yeah we were all we were all jealous. i don't care listen, you find listen, pants listen, I listen i didn't wear the outfit uh to say oh man i hope all these people just love it. I wore it because I liked it. And okay, sure. That's what you say. But How about I went, socks? You went there. You went there when Cheyenne was probably like, Austin, don't <coughs> wear that. Don't wear that, please. And you were like, everyone's gonna love it. I'm gonna be the I coolest. thought it was the greatest outfit in the world. I did. I knew it. I had a great I had the greatest outfit in the world. And how did you feel when I gave you that much shit over it? As soon Dude, as I, I was like Elijah, you're just mad that you had to spend 
eight hours of your day in Chapmanville almost dying two times. I'm fixing a you know how much I don't want to hear it. I felt I felt so much better after I got there and made fun of you and yeah, because you. you got to bully me and I didn't I, care. I was like, this is like oh, the worst outfit ever. We can't talk it about bullies. Austin's gonna go on a rant now. We gotta, we gotta oh, yeah. end that right there. We gotta stop. Austin doesn't <laughs> like bullies. the B the B, the B We can't that. we can't say the B word. I I love the outfit. I liked the outfit. It was awesome, and it was cold outside, so it made it good because I had the turtleneck. So, are we talking about your great. March outfit or your April? <coughs> the March out. He dressed way he dressed way down in April because I made fun of him in March so bad. Dude, his hair. He came in there looking like a homeless dude, and then like two days after the event, he went and got this real nice haircut. I know. What's the deal with that, Austin? Yeah. Man, uh, okay. I had an appointment. I had an appointment with some random person because the people I usually get my haircut from like super booked in town so i was supposed to make this appointment with this lady i did get a haircut right it was horrible as for a fade and it was just like straight all the way up top so i let the hair grow out and i wasn't going back to them i still can't go to the normal barber so i made this appointment with this one dude that a guy recommended me to and then it was like last second he was like a there was a mix up in the books whatever and then my mom was like well, I could cut your hair, and I'm like, nope, nope. I'm just, I'm just going like this. It's fine. And then a couple of days after, I was able to get a haircut. So now everyone's like, God, oh, you look like a bum at the event, and now you look good when you're sitting at the house. It's not like I would get a haircut, dude. We're like the pandemic all over again. You can't get, get a freaking haircut, clippers, man. Get yourself some clippers. I tried to let me cut your hair before, like two days before the next event. We'll make it a segment on Inside NLC. It would just go bald because the only thing he's used to doing is just taking a razor and just a little bit of shaving cream up. So speaking, speaking, little... <clears throat> speaking of a new segment on NLC, so Heidi Gum and I are going to have some kind of competition. I don't know what the competition is going to be yet, but it's got to be something we can do through, uh, through a video chat. And whoever loses this competition has to send the other person a friend request. Because we've been playing Facebook chicken for a couple of years now. Like, you know, I'm not going to be the one to send the request. She's, you know, she's real strong-minded. She's not going to do it either. I know we're friends, we but we're not Facebook friends because need, nobody wants to be the first person to to make. The I know. What, I know what we have to do, and we can do it through Zoom. What's that? Hot dog eating contest. <laughs> hey, I like hot dogs. You, I know you're the champ, the reigning champ, hot dog eating contest. So. You versus that's what, my, that's what my March award was for. How was about for, pies? We do pies, pie eating contest. She'll win. I'm not in. I'm not into that. I'm not into the pies. What we really need to do is like the Ultimate Fighter when they do the coaches challenge, mm -hmm. and we don't tell the person what the competition is until that. You guys skydive out of a helicopter or something? That'd be cool. You know they got it up Except, in Huntington. They got skydiving well, up in Huntington. We need two helicopters, one on one in Morgantown, one here. And like, <laughs> no, well, you got spotted out. This segment's going to cost you, Keith. This segment's going to cost you thirty grand, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> We're going to need two helicopters. Listen, just a small business investment, right? We need two helicopters. That's the kind of shit. Fighter jet. That's the kind of shit you do on every call we have. Talking about new line, you're like, yeah, we just need these speakers, and they cost ten thousand. And then we, we need, need this, this camera. camera. <laughs> this is the same camera UFC has. It's only twelve grand per camera. We need three of those. Just yeah, 
we, we need these stage lights we need this no yeah, screw we need- that we need two apache helicopters okay holding lights Listen, all I'm trying to do is convince Keith to get two Apache helicopters, have an outside event, like at the field house, but on the baseball field or something stupid like that, and then have the main event. No, no, we have Keith not parachute out, but slide down one of them ropes and like stripper boots and stuff and have glitter falling from the plane, and he enters the middle of the ring, and he's like, let's get ready to rumble. No, I've got it. So Heidi's hanging from one helicopter and I'm on the other. We both have like a joust stick. And we're doing yeah, so we're we're like an old school joust. We're trying to I'm trying to knock her off our rope or something or trying to stab her <laughs> with my pole. So I actually, how, about, how about just I cage thought, fighting, guys? What do you think about I that? actually thought that would be a good segment for inside NLC to have like our fighters compete in like weird stuff. Like, I think that would be fun. Yeah, Just you like won't get, be in the cage, bro. But like, like we're gonna get and... we're gonna get Denzel Chapman versus uh, you know Tyrone Kenshin to compete. Pokemon, in, in, yeah. <laughs> or uh, like I think I think Tyrone one legged race. Or something. Tyrone probably plays Pokemon. He's probably an actor. Tyrone Kenshin, dude. I've seen that guy dressed up like an elf and stuff. So. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> I wouldn't want to put him in any yeah. in ordinary challenges. Like, yeah, Tyrone will surprise you. So the Baileysville brawl. Should we finally get to a recap nice, of this nice segue, Austin? So <laughs> Elijah's jealous, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Elijah. Beep. We got it out. You you started, got- Elijah. Aren't we aren't we having the Baileysville thing on another video? We filmed that one and it ended up being too no, long. No, we're not real. I figured we'd just talk about it a little bit. Like right. we don't have to do like a step by step recap, but I figure yeah. let's just talk about yeah. something. Can we talk about the thing, Keith? Or no? We've talked about the Brisk Guys T moment. That was a big one. Can we talk what? about the thing? What thing? The thing. Oh. Hang on. I'm going to pause the recording. Yeah. All right. The thing. The thing. The thing. Two fighters fight in the ring. One has to win. They get out of the ring and say, we have not had enough. So we shall get in the crowd while one man is holding an infant baby. (laughs) Puts the baby down and jumps the ledge, Superman Here, style. <laughs> I, I swear that's how it was. This dude hold my baby, baby and watch this. Yeah, not hold my beer. Hold my baby, watch this. Jumps over the ledge, and then you have random people in the crowd saying, "My God, my head, baby, baby, my baby, I'm some of that." Woo! And you just see random well, fists just getting thrown, dude. That fight I'm was up fun. On the table. That fight was fun. I'm. We missed most of it. My favorite was the second night. We had another crowd oh, yeah. fight the second night. <laughs> Sugar Shane. Pro dude, boxer. This guy came in. This guy came in. I heard, uh, you know, Sarah that works at the, you know, T-shirt table. She said he saw him right before he came in. And he was standing there with his buddy. And she dude, said he, he just stopped. He was there the whole he, night. Yeah. She said he just stopped there. And he was like, 
I'm gonna fuck some shit up. <laughs> I had a, I had a little bit of an altercation with him earlier that night, and then he almost attacked um, Hunter Bailey outside. So Hunter was outside with the belt. So that's probably he, what set him off. And then cut to yeah, the t-shirt table, so, where he's sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a scene." Right before the whole scene happened, that you know the table flip and all that, he came to me demanding ten thousand dollars. And then he was, what? he was, tell, yes, he was telling me that if he was on the card, we, the place would have been packed. And I looked around, I was like, it looks like it is packed. He said, yeah, but if I'm fighting, it would be even more packed. And I'm looking around, it's like standing room only. I'm like, and you were oh. like, man, I think that would be against the fire code. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> um, he, he like grabs my arm. He's like, not letting me go. And, uh, and, uh, how did, said, smack, how did you not smack him, Keith? He put I his hands on you. I kind of You don't put your hands on the yeah. boss. But he uh he he told me uh ten thousand dollars and get him a can and he'll fight. A can. An easy an easy opponent. Oh yeah. Ten thousand dollars <laughs> and a guaranteed win, and he'll come out and fight and pack the place out. And I said, Where are we gonna get ten thousand dollars from? He said, Revenue. <laughs> so um, I hope he said it like that. Revenue. <laughs> then he grabbed my arm again. Um, Come here. Keith, I love you. He's in stage three. Yeah. Keith, you know I love you, right? Ah, That's when you I know somebody's mess somebody really up over you, Keith. That's when yeah, you know okay. somebody's real drunk is when they've got to grab you to talk to you. Yeah. Right, hey, so come here. The end, the end of that little conversation, I kind of pissed him off. And then it was like five minutes later, he's out there flipping the table and trying to. Yeah, see, that's know. the thing. All I see, I'm up there in the commentary booth. I see this guy storm through the doors, walk up to a VIP table, grab it with both hands, and just flip it. He tried. And I saw what happened. He I was going after. Um, I think and he was then he made a Terry beeline. Then he made the a commissioner. Beeline. He made a beeline for the smallest commissioner he could find <laughs> like not then, knowing that, not knowing that chris is a black belt in jujitsu and stuff of course he wasn't after chris was he was he after yeah chris? he went towards Dude, chris. he went straight for chris McKinney. chris tried to did calm you, him down but did you see what shoved chris did you see who grabbed him when that happened jason workman jason, really yeah that's yeah so him and Jason were about to start brawling because Jason stepped in between him and the commissioner. Yeah, I remember and, that now. And then here comes the police running. They no, try to grab no, him. No, no, no. 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 no I Caleb watched the video. Browning grabbed him. Yeah, first. I'm getting to that. No, no, he didn't. So the police come and they start to grab him, and then and like they're like trying to grab him and escort him out. And Caleb, Caleb Browning and rips his dude away from state police. He, See, he I, was I had the opposite memory. I thought that Caleb. I thought that Caleb handed the dude to the sheriff's department guy. No, Caleb Dude. said, Caleb told the sheriff's department, I got this and <laughs> yeah. took it away from the sheriff's department. That's why if I'm you go gonna... back and watch the video, I'm screaming, are you guys recording this? I watched the whole thing. They made the announcement. The dude wins table flips, water bottle goes. He turns around. Chris McKinney looks at him. He's like, hey, you need to calm down. He goes after Chris McKinney and shoves him. And then Chris keeps his cool or whatever. Then Jason steps in. Jason's blah, blah, blah. They get into it. Here comes state troopers. And that's when you're screaming, bad boys, bad boys, what they got to do. And, and then this random, dude the just, this random dude just comes up and says, hey, boys, I got it. And just packs this dude out. He's walking out and he's going, that's my favorite that was my favorite part as they carried the dude out he was he had like 
devil horns with both hands and was screaming Woo! like he'd won the biggest fight of the night. And then the crowd immediately, it was a beautiful moment. They went from like booing him and stuff. And when he did that, you, you couldn't help but hear. Everybody just started clapping for the, for the guy. All right. I got it brought up here. Hang on. I've, I actually, because I put it in the other video, I got the actual, I clipped it out. I clipped out the actual where it started to where it ended. If you need me to play it. Here comes the cops! Woo! The cops are coming! Wait, I think I'm, I'm too far. I don't know oh, my God. Right here, right here. Guys. I just checked my Facebook Brandon notifications, Kelly. Austin. Yeah. Cheyenne's sister has, is blowing up my Facebook with laugh reactions. Right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, we got a fight going on. Oh, my God. volume. Everybody's I can even look What's the cameraman doing? <laughs> got the table. I said, what's the cameraman doing? The cops! Woo! The cops are coming! So, there's Shane. Bad boys, bad boys. Look, and there's, uh, all right, Caleb's. Caleb's grabbing him right now from. Brittany Vaughn is always in the mix of, like, Now, look, so the police, the police have him, but watch Caleb. Caleb rips him away. Look, there he goes. So Caleb got him now. <laughs> Look at everybody start cheering. Oh, gosh. There goes the security the following far behind. Okay. <laughs> this is three times. I talked to Brittany Vaughn about this, and this was before the second brawl broke out. This was not two. I was talking with Brittany, and I was like, what is it with you and a, and a brawl breaks out and you're always in the mix of it. And Brittany literally looks at me and goes, it just happens around me. Like I never like involve myself. It just happens around me in Huntington. Yeah. At Huntington, Brittany was there. Um, Brittany was just there watching the fights cause her opponent pulled out. And uh, so Brittany's sitting in the crowd and just so happens there's these two guys sitting right in front of her start start brawling Brittany goes to break their fight up and then they turn on her and then and uh the or one of them turned on her and then Brittany ended up like taking the dude's back and choking him out unconscious and then the other Brittany guy ran told away me. Brittany told me Brittany said I never choked the dude but it looked like it because when they was shoving that Brittany got behind the dude and kind of like fell on Brittany and Brittany was like grabbing and then everybody was saying like you know, I choked oh. this dude out. So, hey, then, uh, have you ever heard the expression, Austin, never let the truth get in the way of a good story? I'd be like, hey, I choked the hell out of that dude. Oh, oh, it's still a great story because the first night of the brawl, the crowd breaks out. You know, like I said, every, like every fan has migrated to the floor. Well, right here's Brittany in the middle of it. <laughs> Going to try to Dude, break Jack, it up. Jack, my buddy Jack was in the middle of that one, too, if you remember. That was a rowdy place, the second man. night, then we see Brittany just standing in the back watching the whole thing. Like, listen, you need to fire your security, Keith. And you need, to, you need to tell Brittany, <laughs> don't fight anymore. Just be our security. Because I don't care if the fight happens in a bathroom. 
Brittany's on. She'll be right there. Brittany's on. Right there waiting. Well, the fight's going to break out near Brittany. That's what's going to happen. Wherever Brittany's at, the fight's going to happen. Whether it's in, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Wherever Brittany's at, there's going to be a fight. And the, the 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 funny part was the first night or the second night after we was talking about the first night before the second night began, I was like, what's up with you and always being around? And Brittany was like, I don't know. It, it just it just happens. And then it wasn't what, an hour later, here the tables are getting flipped. You see the video, <laughs> Brittany's just standing up. <laughs> there was a fight thing. again. There's there one was thing another we fight earlier about. that night. There was another fight in the parking lot. Really? Some dude, so some dude left work because his girl was there with another guy. And he left work and came and they fought out in the parking lot. The age so old story. Fight. And then tale, they came tale, in and then they came in and watched the fight. Baileysville. So who won that fight? We ever figure out what happened? I think the one that had coal all over his face won. <laughs> So one of them had come straight from the mines. Yeah, they pointed him out to me later. They were like, yeah, that's because I didn't even know there had been a fight. They were like, yeah, that's the dude that won the fight outside earlier. I was like, what fight outside what earlier? Fight? <laughs> I hadn't been outside. I didn't know. Keith, uh, Keith, I think now whenever we do these events, we not only need, you know, cameras inside the event. Yeah, We need some cameras kind of like backstage and everywhere because. Dude, we've never had fights are... happen like that. Like, when you get back had... to Baileysville, that's the problem, Keith. We've had we're going back to Baileysville. We've had 11 events now, and we never had a fight outside the cage until we went to Huntington. But there was alcohol there being sold by the hotel, not by us. And then that caused that one fight because the two dudes were drunk. Apparently, they were there together. They were there. They came from Ohio to watch their buddy fight. And then they were together and got the argument no, wait. or something. Fought. That and dude throws a better jab at him. I swear to God, don't you debate me. On, <laughs> what do you think, Jim? You may tell me my Tyson ain't better and then and then that goes down like yeah that's pretty much it that was i, it. I love so, this job more and more each day boys one one thing that i really wanted to talk to you about keith you know you fought on nlc8 we've not talked to you since then let's walk us through your fight what was it like fighting on your own card dude that was that sucked because it was such a stressful weekend a lot of my a lot of the cage crew guys i had didn't come so i had to get in jump in and do as much work as anybody so my back was killing me then the cage the the foam had expanded so we had the cage almost 100 we were like 90 percent of the way done we were like we had the the mat tied down and everything then all of a sudden the mat starts raising up like what in the world so it was because the mats the foam had expanded a little bit all around. We were hanging over like inch, inch, inch and a half over all around. So when you put the cage panels on, it pushed the foam in and then the foam rose up and we, we had to take it all apart, man. We had to go down. We had to take the cage panels off, take the mat off, go down to the foam. Then we had to go around. We had to cut about, I don't know, about a half an inch off around the whole thing. Just, and then, then we were good, but it ended up making our day last so long. A lot of the guys that, did come to help had to leave earlier so we were in there from i think i think i got there at seven and we were almost done at 12 30 um and then at like 1 30 we had taken everything apart and then a lot of the guys left because we had ate lunch and then a lot of the guys left because we were almost done like, oh y'all got this then they leave and then it's like oh crap now we got to take this all apart and do it again so we were in there till late that night um 
then then I had a bunch of crap when I got back to the hotel that night. You remember I told you what I had heard from the commission. So we had some crap go wrong there. Like a fight didn't get approved. And then I'm trying to fight with that. And then it was up until the next, you know, it was up until um so you were running on no sleep. You forgot to eat all day, I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fight day. Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't drank any water. I had I had like a, a Mountain Dew or something that morning, but I had been even, so busy setting. Yeah, and then your stress levels were so high. Even your BP before at the pre-fight meeting was crazy. Yeah, you know the medicals like that was a kind of a scare too in itself. Yeah. I'm sure. So I'm over here. I take my shirt or I, I lifted my shirt. Chill out. Like, yeah, yeah. I just start sitting there trying to chill. I'm like, all right, I can't look at the computer because I had dudes messaging me backing out of fights, and I'm like, I can't look at this stuff. But uh, that's what probably yeah, probably so a lot I of got, people who aren't familiar with what happens before a fight. You know, you do pre-fight medicals. You got to do blood pressure and stuff. And if it's <laughs> too high, you can't fight. And yeah. you're going through all that stuff. Like it happens with a lot of fighters. Their BP's high. Yeah, I couldn't imagine yours <laughs> trying to deal well, with all that. So we had the we had the home. T- we only had one. No, we had two guys from Hearts. You know, one of them was Mikey, then the other guy fighting a pro fight, and then his opponent messaged me saying he didn't have a ride. And that, and that was right before I had my blood pressure. I was getting my blood pressure checked, and I was talking to this dude like, hey, where you at? He's like, oh, I don't have a ride. So I'm still stuck over in Prestonsburg or wherever he's at. I'm like, oh, God. So we're, like, losing one of our main fights right here. And uh, and then it's like, all right, Keith, come on over, get your blood pressure checked. And that was, like, literally when that happened. I'm sitting there like – Okay, then my blood pressure was through the roof. Um, I had to chill out. But, yeah, I hadn't ate anything. I ate breakfast that morning. Um, what? No, I or did I eat breakfast? Yeah, I ate breakfast. I, I grabbed um, – I think I had a biscuit that morning at Wendy's, like, really early, like, maybe 9, 9 o'clock. Um, but have you, Speaking of that, have you ever considered – you know, after you're done with all this, maybe writing a book on nutrition for fighters. Yeah, I think you're just going to write a book of why you shouldn't open up a business. Like every, how, how to we become a super about, heavyweight. We've talked about the Keith No diet. Every meal you have to finish with a milkshake. That's that's the number one rule. Oh, and pizza no, has to, one meal has to be pizza at least once here. a day. No more full court basketball, only half court. No more yeah, running. Get, you're not allowed to play any full court basketball on the yeah, not lose too much weight. You have to if you're playing flag football with your friends, you have to play the line or quarterback. And you get to <laughs> supplement your meals, like in between meals, the coolest part. You get to eat as many pepperoni yeah, rolls as pepperoni you can. Rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot, how I cool, can't hardly get cool, how cool would it be to like go to the beach somewhere like florida or california and open up the west virginia restaurant it's all like pepperoni rolls mountain dew gravy gravy i had an idea like that but here's my idea it's all jail food everything you you serve is like the stuff the inmates make because they make all kinds of crazy recipes out of like stuff you get on commissary they've come up with their own systems of like making food because that's all you do in there really is eat We've got things called bricks. I bet you guys have never heard of those, have you? Uh, Gavin made one one day. He saw he say saw it on YouTube how to make it. it was like what what is up with your child, dude? I don't know. He he's preparing for jail, Keith. He is preparing for jail. 
That's oh, that's yeah. Like your son is already know he already knows how to make a brick, a jail brick. Which let's explain to people what that is. Okay. Basically, what they do is they'll get like ramen noodles are a big deal in jail. It's like the currency in jail. Ramen noodles are worth a ramen dollar. Noodles and cigarettes or something. Yeah. So you get a bunch of ramen noodles, and what they'll do is they'll get a bunch of those they'll get chips like cheetos doritos basically all kinds of stuff and you put it all in a big plastic bag and you fill it with water and you crush it all up and it hardens into like this big cake of like ramen and chips and cheese and like pickles like anything you could think to put in there and it's like this big casserole sounds disgusting So you're gonna. So you're thinking about opening a restaurant with prison food, Pri- yeah. prison de- prison delicacies. Exactly. Like, well, if y'all get a message that. at about midnight tonight, and it's a picture of just like a big old blob on that, just made a brick. I'll post it. I'll let everyone. I'll document it. My first time eating a brick. ATC Productions brick making. I'll let Elijah know if this is going to be. That'll a be one of our segments for Inside NLC. Me and Jason Workman will make a prison brick. There you go. Oh God! You gotta, you gotta have a. You gotta have. You gotta get street you gotta, smart people. You might need to get Steve in on that. Because he, him, and Jason were locked up together. Jason told me some funny stories about that. Were they together? That's wild. Yeah in jail that's funny got a he was he was bond. telling me about uh somebody wanting to beat steve up so jason had to like get his back and then steve was like running scared from the guy or something i don't know that'll be one of our segments you know i when you said at the at new line eight that the state police showed up and we're like yeah we're looking for keith you you're braver than i would because if they'd have done that to me what? i'd have been out the back door like and then they'd be like where's Keith? where's elijah yeah. We just wanted him to move some cars. <laughs> gone. He's yeah, gone. he left. He yeah. ran away. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was scared. You was got like, oh, the man. wrong guy. He, I'd be calling from Mexico. God, we were just wanting to <laughs> congratulate him on such a successful event. Man, he did a good job here. Good guy. Uh, they're trying to, they're trying to get some, another road. I'll be, to get I'll, some be off of him. I'll be back in two hours. I'm just discovering what a big fan of Queen Austin is, and it's a little. They make some good songs. You're just Austin is a queen, where he wears women's clothes. (laughs) It's a queen. Yeah, but yeah, but Elijah's got the mustache. So Austin, yeah, man, you put put us together. We would make a pretty good uh, Freddie Mercury. Like all the women wanted Freddie Mercury. He just didn't want them. That's a flex, man. They wanted him. He just didn't want them, you know. So really, being gay was the manliest thing he could do. Is what you're saying. I like that. Maybe. I don't know. He he was so masculine that he rejected women. Yeah, Did he ever it was just go like you as don't far as uh, getting a girlfriend just for show, like what Austin does? A beard? Yeah, I already, you know, I told Cheyenne that. I was like, you know, you're his beard, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. You He's never watching know. his favorite movie's The Notebook. 
He talked about it for You love years. the notebook, Elijah. Don't you start this joke with me, daggone it. You disagreed with me just as much as I did that the notebook is a really good movie, and then it made you cry just as much as it made me cry. So don't be talking down on the notebook, Elijah, okay? Like, let's not get into this. Oh, my God. We agreed that the notebook is a good movie. All right, we're going to leave it at that. Right. I think we're figuring it out. If, if Rebecca sees this podcast, which she probably won't, she's probably going to make me watch the notebook. And then I'll just tell her, that, like, my belly I'm going to message her, and I'm going to say, you know, you'll Keith's watch, watch the notebook, and he really you'll wants watch to it, watch it. And then you're going to call us up the next day, and you're going to be like, I'm a changed man. Right. Austin was right. That movie changed my life. <laughs> You no, know, you're going to get up watching it, and you're going to look over at Rebecca on the couch. You're going to have like you know, you know cinematic what? one little tear come down. And you're going to say, truthfully, Baby. truthfully, all these women talk about the Notebook. I think it's so overrated. It's not bad, but it's not great. It is overrated. It is because at the time it yeah, came yeah. out, that was Dude, the big. You just talked thirty minutes about how it's the best. No, movie. it's a really good movie. You got to you got to stand I, for what you believe. No, in. I get. What Here's you're the real saying. test. Here's no, the real I, test. No, though. listen, I get what you're saying. Austin. At the time the movie came out, <laughs> it was the big thing. If you compare it to movies now, you know it's kind of in that mid category. Then that was the big thing. But the storyline's amazing. It is like, like it's Austin. absolutely amazing. I know this is probably going to make you mad, but I've never seen Magic Mike either. Well, I've never seen it either. <laughs> I think I've seen it. That was just a test. Yeah, what, what makes you think I've seen Magic Mike, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> What's that other one? That gray, Austin saw it, Magic Mike called? in theaters. We know he did. Three times. And Bro- like Brokeback Mountain. That's always <laughs> on his list. You look like Brokeback Mountain, daggone, at the Baileysville ball wearing that cowboy hat with that stupid-looking mustache. That Brokeback That's Mountain, exactly too. That's exactly why I did it. It was a tribute to Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, you was, you was trying to get the second the second movie aired is what it was. You wasn't there to fight. You was like, I hope the yeah, you were to Yeah, je- you were so me. jealous of my cowboy hat. You know my cowboy boots are better than your cowboy hat. I got Oscar Cowgirl cow boots. I got Oscar skin. <laughs> you know what, Austin? I got something that's going to end this argument. Conor McGregor sucks. Conor McGregor is the best fighter that has been for the UFC. He's made the UFC four times more money than any fighter's ever done combined. You can look at the stats of it. If it wasn't for Conor McGregor, the UFC would not be in the business standpoint that it is now. If you do not believe me, I won't even argue about it. Be smart enough to look it up for yourself. Conor McGregor's the perfect business, okay? He's a good fighter business-wise. The best thing that ever happened to UFC and every single one y'all know. Business-wise, the best thing that ever happened because even when this dude retires, there'll never be another one like him to do it because it's already been done. You cannot replicate what he's done and how he changed the sport. I thought you were going to be the next Conor McGregor. Can't touch the man. It's just too good. Too good. Oh, yeah, but when he comes back and he whoops Usman and he's the triple champ, you know, go ahead. You really think that Conor McGregor has a chance of beating Usman? Yes, but that is a discussion for a different time, boys. That's wild. We've been on here for three hours. We need to end this. That's like saying you could beat Bobby New, Austin. Come on now. Not a chance. 
I'm ending. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Because he doesn't, you're he going, doesn't you're, like talking about Bobby New. That Bobby New gives Austin. He got so upset that I mentioned Connor. He's like leaving. He's like, we're done. I'm listen. Pod, this is a discussion for this another time. Podcast is over. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining into the New Line Podcast. Hope you had a great time. And just know that Connor McGregor is the best to ever do it. Thank you. Goodbye. Mwah. Taekwondo. <laughs>